Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. It's a sad day in Broncos country as Broncos fans have to give a mile high salute and a farewell to a fan favorite as Philip Lindsay departs the Denver Broncos. What does this mean for the organization? How it ties in? Plus, we hear from the Broncos who held press conferences yesterday for NFL free agency. We're going to hear from Ronald Darby. We're going to hear from Michael Boone, potentially Shelby Harris. It's on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host. As always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Locked On Podcast Network here, folks. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the show at Lockdown Broncos. Make sure to like us on Facebook. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, welcome in today. Happy Friday all across Broncos country. If you love the show by the end of the episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our good friends over there, Radio.com, for daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage in 30 minutes or less all year long folks here lockdown broncos with that said broncos country hope you guys are doing well i know it's been a rough 24 hours for broncos country and we're going to get started here with our broncos news and notes of the day and philip Lindsay. i mean it was official yesterday it was announced by the organization by his agent mike mccartney that the organization and his agent had conversations positive conversations and they decided to rescind the restricted free agent tag on philip Lindsay which now allows him to become an unrestricted free agent, and he's going to be testing the free agency waters. There's some teams out there that obviously pick him up and utilize him in, in their offense. You can keep an eye on the Arizona Cardinals. You can keep an eye on the San Francisco 49ers and, you know, maybe even potentially, you know, one of those other teams. If the Seattle Seahawks lose Chris Carson, I wouldn't be shocked to see Philip Lindsay end up in Seattle as well. So keep an eye on on where Philip Lindsay goes. But for the Broncos, like we talked about yesterday, on yesterday's show after the Broncos signed Mike Boone to a two-year deal, we always felt like the writing was on the wall at this point that Phil was more than likely not coming back in Denver. Uh, but then it became official literally eight hours after we talked about it on the podcast after the episode had published. So, uh, you know, just a, a bummer moment for Broncos country and, and Denver, you know, I think doing right by Phil Bloomsey, allowing him to go out there and maybe get the most value possible for him at this point. He's going to be one of those guys that I think is going to fit in an offense that is very high octane. It's up tempo. And, and I think he's going to have a lot of success. And, and I think there are a lot of Broncos fans that, you know, want Phil Bloomsey to succeed when he plays against the Broncos. They still want the Broncos to win, but they want Phil Bloomsey to have a big game from just Broncos fans that I've talked to. I've reached out to a lot of them. They're just, they're bummed out and they're really sad because the Colorado kid, a guy who went obviously to Denver South High School, local high school product, worked his way up to CU, competed his tail off and became a very fun player to watch, went undrafted and all of a sudden became a, a stable part of what the Broncos have been able to do. And and I say Philip Lindsay, folks, you know, I don't think there's any discounting this. When we look at the offensive product from the Broncos the last three seasons, the one player I think that made fans want to tune in was Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay was just the exciting player, the Tasmanian devil, just the guy that could change the tone of a game. And he did it this year against the Los Angeles Chargers in the Broncos 21 point comeback he helped accelerate that with that 55 yard touchdown run that he had but now the Broncos are moving in a different direction this is just one of the ugly nature parts of the NFL business and you know I think that for fans this is always the hard part I think just talking to Broncos fans look my my wife she is freaking devastated because I bought her a Philip Lindsay jersey a couple years ago for Christmas she's got a Philip Lindsay DNVR shirt and I just think she's really devastated but you know fans get attached to players and I know that there's a lot of toxic talk on social media 
right now about fans not being able to get attached to players. I think that if you're a fan and you pay your money for memorabilia, you pay for tickets, and you have a rooting interest in the football team that you watch, you have every right in your being to grow that attachment to players. And Philip Lindsay, he was such an easy guy to root for. I told my story when I first came on to the Broncos media scene, was able to attend practices just watching Philip Lindsay destroy the Broncos defense. That you know was pretty talented with those guys that they had there. It was fun to watch, and, and you, you know you you saw that special ability in him, that ability to really kind of turn heads. His speed is very impressive. I mean, and there's going to be an NFL team out there, and like I said, it could be Arizona. They did lose Kenyon Drake, so maybe Philip Lindsay makes the most sense. And Vance Joseph, obviously the defensive coordinator over there, he has a little bit of experience of being around Philip Lindsay. I remember you know I asked Vance at training camp in 2018 how the running backs were looking, and he really pointed out number two, right? That's Philip Lindsay. He didn't call him by name, but he said number two uh, was good. He, he was one of those guys who was turning heads at practice. So all the best to Philip Lindsay. I think we're going to give a mile-high salute here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, and this beautiful Friday all across Broncos country. Obviously a bummer that that's going to be the case, but Philip Lindsay will be on to bigger and better things, and I think that Broncos fans can still root for him to succeed. I, I really do think that. So don't let anybody ever tell you anything different. Broncos country, that is your right as fans to be able to do that. Some other Broncos-related news and notes here. Jake Butt will not be back with the Broncos here in the 2021 NFL season. For Jake Butt, just reflecting back, his journey into the NFL wasn't quite what a lot of people had hoped for, not even what Jake Butt had hoped for. Just the hard track of really trying to overcome knee injuries is such a mental process. It's such a, a physical process as well. And then towards the end of the season, obviously the hamstring became an issue for him. He was activated in the final game of the regular season against the Las Vegas Raiders, where the Broncos lost that game by a couple of points in an offensive shootout. Uh, but outside of that, he's going to test the waters. He's going to go elsewhere in free agency, and I would be very surprised if Troy Fumagalli is back as well, which more than likely means that the Broncos are going to enter the season with Noah Fant. They're going to enter it with Nick Vanette, potentially, and Albert Okuebenum coming off of ACL, and Austin Fort could be a practice squad player for them. We'll continue to see how uh, the roster shapes out, and maybe where Denver goes the rest of free agency. They're not expected to be done just yet. Mitch Trubisky is not going to be an option in Denver, as he is now going to be the backup to Josh Allen in Buffalo, so there is a chance that Marcus Mariota could be released by the Raiders today or in the next couple of days, I would expect Denver to seriously inquire about the former Oregon quarterback, former Heisman quarterback. I think he'd be a great guy to bring in for competition to push Drew Locke. He's got that veteran experience and maybe a change of scenery could be good for him, even though the, the Broncos are essentially the team that you know helped him get benched uh, and lead, you know leading Ryan and Tannehill to be the guy for the Tennessee Titans long term. But you know the NFL is just crazy in the way that it works. So keep an eye on those situations. The Broncos not yet done in free agency. They're expected to make a couple more moves, but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to have some recap on yesterday's press conference at the Pat Bowlin Fieldhouse at the UC Health Training Centers. The Broncos introduced some of their free agency prospects. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about today's sponsor, Lockdown Broncos here in this Friday episode. That's our good friends over there, betonline.ag, and they're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Now, the NFL season may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL, they are in full swing with the MLB starting up very soon. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
Now, originally, the press conference was supposed to have Shelby Harris attending there alongside Ronald Darby and Mike Boone alongside GM George Payton. And Shelby had something personal come up, so Shelby Harris did not get to meet with the media yesterday at the Pat Bowling Fieldhouse, which was nice to see a little bit of a media session in person for the organization and obviously for media members as well. But Ronald Darby and Michael Boone were introduced to the Broncos media yesterday. And we're going to start things off here with Ronald Darby. A lot of insight from George Payton as to why the Broncos wanted to bring him in. They think he's a glue guy. He's got high character off the football field, and they think that he's the best peer cover corner that was available in this year's NFL free agency class. So the Broncos did a lot of background on these players. So we're going to hear from Ronald Darby first and foremost on his introduction into the Denver media. I feel as though I could play in a lot of schemes. And last year with Washington, that was pretty much a zone scheme for the first time. But like, like you said, I could mix it up. And up front, that's here. I can make a lot of plays. And for a player like Darby coming from the Washington scheme where they did run a lot of zone coverage, he also had a lot of one-on-one situations. I demonstrated that in my latest film breakdown on my YouTube channel, Cody Rourke NFL, uh, for uh, Ronald Darby. We got over like 5.8 thousand views in just two days. It's crazy. Go check it out if you guys want to know a little bit more about Darby that you haven't seen so far. Uh, and, and for Darby as well, you know, I think for him, he's instinctual. As George Payton said, you're going to hear that a little bit as well. He sticks like glue to his guys, and he's also a glue guy in the locker room, which is kind of ironic but we know that the Broncos as of lately they've wanted to bring in high character guys and they did a lot of background on Darby and he, he checked all the boxes for them. Now, another element I think that is important to kind of analyze regarding Darby is his mindset. Now, there was a lot of talk about his injury history. He keeps that in mind but here's Ronald Darby's thoughts on his mindset coming into the Denver Broncos organization. My mindset last season was just showing that I could stay on the field. That was, you know, a concern in the past. And I just wanted to show that I could stay on the field. And, you know, I had to bet on myself. And what I want to do for here is just go out there, continue to have fun and make plays. Darby overcame the hurdle of an ACL injury, something that many athletes go through and, and quite can't get over that hurdle. But for him, he went through a lot of training, a lot of mental retraining, trusting his body, trusting himself again. And one of the things, too, an interesting note about Darby is that he has the third most passes defensed since entering the NFL in 2015. So he's a guy that makes a lot of plays on the football. And this is a Broncos football team that needs to find a way to generate more takeaways. Can he contribute to that? As I mentioned, if you pop up some passes in the air and you knock them up, it could lead to a tip drill. He could help influence that for the the Broncos, but what else stands out about his preparation in terms of going against the wide receivers that he does? Here's what Darby had to say about his overall mental preparation, what he does differently on a week-to-week basis preparing for game day. Confidence is one, and just film study, of course, and just going out there and playing fast and reacting, playing natural, like I've been doing this for a long time, so the route's pretty much the same. They throw new stuff in there, but once you, get out, uh, once you get used to seeing things, you know, it's route recognition. So I just play fast. And one thing we know the Broncos cornerbacks have to do in order to play defense, they have to be able to tackle. Here's Ronald Darby's thoughts, too. He shared his insight as to uh, the whole thought process, the confidence, and the mindset behind tackling. Uh, and some guys, you got to have the heart to do it. I love what he said about it because it's really true. If, you know, if, as a former player, you can't be scared to hit people. If you're scared to hit people, people are going to hit you, and you're going to get hurt. So the mentality that Darby has, obviously he's a guy that is not scared to come up against the run and make plays and tackle and help out the defense. Uh, I feel like tackling got a lot to do with just heart, confidence. Like anybody could tackle. You just got to be willing to do it. You know, just go in there, play fast. I try to hit the guy before he get to really moving, but you just got to have confidence at the end of the day. 
Darby's been on a Super Bowl winning team. He's contributed on a Super Bowl winning defense. And the one thing that he wants to accomplish, there are several other things. He wants to get to a Pro Bowl. He wants to be recognized there. He also wants to be recognized as an All-Pro. And when coming into Denver's system defensively, if he can play the way he did in Washington, and at least to some success, at least to Denver getting some wins, Darby can absolutely put himself in a position to do so. I mean, of course, like, you know, I haven't made it to a Pro Bowl yet. I haven't been All-Pro yet. Those things I want to do. So, like... Each year, you know, I just want to get better and better, and I'm going to continue to get better and better. So that all starts in the offseason. When people not around, coaches not looking, is what you're doing with yourself and with your time. And that's one of the most underrated aspects about sports because not a lot of athletes, you know, even professional athletes, they don't always put the time in in the offseason. Some guys show up to camp, they show up out of shape, uh, you know, overweight, and sometimes that becomes an issue for NFL teams. And sometimes you see surprise players getting cut due to not making weight or not being at the appropriate playing weight that NFL teams put in their contract. I mean, they have contractual obligations to be at a certain size or a certain weight depending on their position, and they have to uphold that. So, you know, for guys like Ronald Darby, he's really invested, especially coming off of ACL injuries that he's had in the past. He really focuses on the attention to detail in the offseason, putting in that work, position drills, film study, taking care of his body, make sure he's stretching properly. These are just the little things that he does. And while it may not seem that big or that important you know, to the common person, uh, I think to an NFL athlete, it's one of the most important things in terms of preparation. And it leads to a long life in the NFL because you know the common career in the NFL lasts usually around three to four years max. You know, Some guys don't even get this. Some guys get one to two years then they're done they're back to selling cell phones and and malls and things like that so you know for Ronald Darby a guy who's been through a gamut of different things a lot of adversity he seems to have a mindset that'll be good for this Denver Broncos football team now shifting our focus to the newest addition at the running back position the guy that uh, will be replacing Philip Lindsay at least as a positional guy maybe not on the depth chart just yet he's gonna have to come in and compete for that we're gonna hear from Mike Boone who had some experience with George Payton in the Minnesota Vikings and he was kind of behind the workload of guys like Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison and so he didn't really get too much of an opportunity to get on the field. But the times that he saw reps on the field at the running back position, he showed flashes. He had explosive plays. He had big plays. And he's a guy that keeps his feet turning. He defines himself as one of those one-cut running backs. He's going to make one cut, and he's going to make a move and, and try to make guys miss. But he's a guy that always goes forward. He goes north-south. He doesn't go east-west, which is something I really like when I went back and watched the tape. That film review is actually going to be in the YouTube channel here in the next day or so. So be sure to check that out at Cody Rourke NFL. But let's hear from the Broncos news addition at running back Mike Boone who just signed a two-year deal with the organization uh yeah man I'm excited I'm thankful for the opportunity for George and uh you know the head coach uh, Vic and um I'm just coming in I'm here to do you know whatever the organization asks of me you know I'm I brother that's the number two you know special teams wherever they see me fit I'm excited and give my best effort and I'm not sure if you guys caught it right there, but he also mentioned not just offense, but he mentioned special teams. And George Payton said that he was a four-way player on special teams, which means that he played punt, he played punt return, he played kickoff, he played kick return. So he has some value in all of those areas that can help the team. And in his press conference as well, he said when it comes to special teams, he just wants to help put the offense and the defense in great positions to succeed. And one of the things that was mentioned too, you know, about him being a leader on the special teams unit, why it's important to him, he shared his thoughts as to why he really values and takes special teams very seriously. I feel like, you know, I just realized the importance of it, you know, uh, it complements the offense and defense, you know, and just to be able in flip field position, you know, help, like I said, help the offense out and the defense out is, I value that and 
you know, I kind of, that's how I started out, you know, first coming in with the Vikings, so. And like I mentioned, with his time with the Vikings, he was behind Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. I mentioned he made the most of his on-field opportunities, uh, but he was also asked about what is something that he learned from being behind those guys and learning from a back like Dalvin Cook, who emerged as one of the NFL's best rushers last season, and what can he do to apply it here in Denver? You know, just being behind those guys, I kind of stayed patient and I learned a lot, you know, and I'm excited for the opportunity to come here and be able to, you know, show that but uh, I feel like I've grown as a back you know I didn't get as many snaps as I did with Minnesota but uh, just uh, you know being around those guys and I learned a lot from them so I'm ready to display it here. He can also contribute out of the backfield as a receiver. He played receiver all the way through high school. He didn't play running back until he got to college. So for him to be able to move there once he got to Cincinnati, he's learned the ability to do it, and he's very explosive. As I mentioned, he's a big physical guy. I posted a, a picture on Twitter. He is yoked. I mean, he is. He looks like Hercules. He's been listening to Mario Vitanzi. He's been doing a lot of bicep curls, but he is he is massive in terms of his lean muscle mass. So he he's going to be one of those players. I think he's going to be super fun to watch, and I encourage you guys to go watch some film on him. I like I said, I'm going to get the film review out very very soon as it pertains to that but that's something to keep an eye on but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment we're going to hear from Broncos general manager George Payton who shed some light on some other topics about the Broncos some of the decisions in free agency is quarterback still in play for them in free agency and the NFL draft we hear that from George Payton and more but before we get to that folks I got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode Lockdown Broncos that is our good friends over there at Built Bar and it is Built Bar Madness and Built Bar is the amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars and now it's time to find out which built bar is the best it is built bar madness and today's matchup folks is caramel brownie versus double chocolate and you can go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on twitter to cast your vote today remember to use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com that is locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar some Broncos news I want to throw at you guys as it pertains to possibility. We were talking about the Broncos looking at another cornerback addition. Well, the Chicago Bears, they are looking to release or they have officially released. I know there were some conflicting reports. Initially, Kyle Fuller was a cap casualty for the Chicago Bears, but because it didn't happen by the end where the transaction wire goes out, Technically, he's still on the roster, so the Chicago Bears could be looking to trade him. I imagine he's going to be released. Now, there's two teams that are the favorite to land Kyle Fuller. The Broncos are one of them. The Los Angeles Chargers are another. Part of me is leaning more so towards the Broncos because of the fact that he has worked with Ed Donatel. Brandon Staley was an outside linebacker coach. He was a defensive assistant. Ed Donatel worked exclusively with the defensive backs with Bryce Callahan, with Kyle Fuller, Adrian Amos, and that safety duo that they had there when they were the top defense in the National Football League and the highest scoring defense in the NFL as well. So I think the Ed Donatel and Vic Fangio familiarity is what's more comfortable for Kyle Fuller this time, who's still playing at an all-pro level. I mean, he was a first-team all-pro, and now there is growing optimism that he's going to be a Denver Bronco. Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network had reported that the Broncos are expected to aggressively pursue him once he's officially released. And I imagine with that said, I mean, we could find out today, folks. I mean, like I said, I recorded this podcast yesterday on Thursday evening. And so far, I mean, it, it could be here this morning. First thing in the a.m. We find out news. If you're listening brand new in the morning, it could happen this morning, could happen this afternoon, could happen this evening. There could be some other Broncos news that could happen as well. Keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. But for example, the Broncos could be looking at Kyle Fuller. And if that's the case, if the Broncos do go out there and they get Kyle Fuller and they bring him in, the expectation, in my opinion, is that Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby, they start on the outside at cornerback. And they still maybe look in the draft for a cornerback, 
but there was some talk and there was maybe a growing sense of wonderment in the Broncos organization. And maybe Michael O.J. Mudia, maybe he moves to that strong safety position that Kareem Jackson played. Maybe he is that too high safety guy alongside Justin Simmons, who the Broncos hope to lock up to a long-term deal here, hopefully by that July 15th deadline. So Michael O.J. Mudia, and a little backstory here, at Iowa originally he came in as one of those hybrid guys, hybrid linebacker safety type dudes that Kareem played this past season for the Broncos, he was mad when he got moved to corner, but then he ended up embracing it, played really well at corner. So now we could actually see Michael Ojemudia as a young, cheaper option and also a guy that has promising talent to develop and grow in Vic's defensive scheme move to that position where he is very comfortable. Now, obviously, the NFL, it's a different animal playing that position than it is at college, so it'll be intriguing to see if that is the case, if the Broncos do that, how fast he adjusts. And he, like I said, I don't know if he's had it yet, but he was expected to have an offseason knee in, uh, surgery to kind of clean up some of the, the stuff going on his knee, maybe a meniscus or something like that. So if that happens, obviously, he's going to be fine for training camp OTAs and things along those lines. If he's already done it, he's already getting rehab at the team facility. So, uh, But that's an option there for the Broncos. They could have Justin Simmons and and Michael Ojemudi at safety this year, and then Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan. That's a pretty strong secondary, in my opinion. Now, obviously, the question mark would be Michael Ojemudi because he's a second-year player. We haven't seen him in the NFL play that strong safety position where he's going to have to cover the middle of the field as well sometimes. He's going to have to come up against the run. We know he likes to hit, but sometimes he goes for the hit stick and he doesn't wrap up. So hopefully he learned his lesson last year as a rookie because if you can't tackle, you're not going to be on the field. You're not going to get a lot of playing time. So We'll see what the options are for Denver, but now let's shift our focus here to Broncos general manager George Payton, who met with the media after Ronald Darby and Mike Boone had talked to everybody, and he gave his thoughts on different things in terms of what was the decision, why did the Broncos decide to come through and rescind the offer for Phil Lindsay, and Payton mentioned that you know he and his agent, Mike McCartney, they, they had some conversations, they were very positive, and they wanted to do what's best for Philip Lindsay. They wanted to give Philip Lindsay a chance to go out on the market and get paid what maybe he's worth and where he can be utilized, because the organization view that in Pat Schirmer's offense and with the signing of Melvin Gordon last year that more than likely Philip Lindsay wasn't an ideal fit for what they want to do offensively and that could have been an issue for them last year and so they wanted to give Philip Lindsay the best chance possible to move on and to move forward and in terms of Justin Simmons contract talks he says I think we're making progress I don't know when it'll happen but I believe we're making progress and that's been a priority since I've gotten here and in terms of Von Miller coming back it was asked about him and Kareem Jackson you know about Von Miller he said that Von's been a priority we wanted Von here since I've been here we were going to try to do that any way that we could I had good conversations with Joby Branion his agent and I've spoken with Von and we just ended up exercising the option. He said that when it comes to Kareem Jackson, it was similar. They had great conversations with his agent. They tried to get something done, but they couldn't. And they left the door open for Kareem to come back. But we just couldn't get something worked out. That's what he said as it pertains to a guy like Kareem Jackson. And he also didn't really completely shut the door on Kareem Jackson potentially returning. He talked about the Broncos. They're going to look at free agency. There's a lot of options. And there's a lot of time between now and the NFL draft. And by the time they have to throw on pads. So they have a lot of time to figure these things out. But he also mentioned that he included Kareem Jackson's name in that alongside even college safeties. So there is a possibility Kareem can return. Is it going to happen? How confident am I that that is going to be a possibility? I think less than 10%. I, I think that Kareem Jackson's played his last down in Denver, even though he's valuable. I just don't know if the Broncos are going to pay him. Now we know that the TV network deals, they, became, they came in and they're massive. I mean, $10 billion per year of revenue to the TV deals. And by the time that the contract runs out, it's going to be, I believe, $110 billion all together for the the organization and NFL teams are going to have a lot of money. That's going to increase the salary cap. There is going to be a 17th game more than likely. It's going to be voted on in the March 30th virtual league 
meeting, and that would mean that the Detroit Lions would travel to the Denver Broncos in Week 17 if that does happen. So a 17th game would be added, and that would be their opponent, Detroit. The AFC would host the home games this year, and then the the NFC would host the home games next year for that 17th game. But the NFL revenue is going to increase, so that is good news right there. And then to get George Payton's thoughts on Ronald Darby, his first free agency signing that is out of market rather than in-house guys like Shelby Harris. Here's what George Payton had to say about why the Broncos liked Ronald Darby and their evaluation from the coaching staff as to why they wanted to bring him in. You know, just the way he played. You know, he plays with swagger and he can really cover. You know, he can cover it. Like I said, we evaluated all the corners in free agency. You know, the pro department, you know, has evaluated all the corners in the league. And you stack him up, you know, just man-to-man cover, and then you watch him in zone. And, uh, you know, then we bring the coaches on board. How does he fit? Does this guy fit? And, yes, he does. And so what's the next step? You call around the league, you know, learn about, you know, Ronald. What kind of person is he? And everyone said he's a great person. You know, he loves ball. Like I said, he's a glue guy. So what stuck out is just his athletic ability, his talent on the field, and then the high character, you know, he is off. And last but not least from George Payton, he was asked, is quarterback still an option for the Broncos in the NFL draft at pick number nine? And this answer may or may not blow you away. Yeah, it is in play for a quarterback. And yes, I'll be, I'll be out a lot, you know, looking at all positions, but definitely quarterback. So all options are on the table for this Broncos football team right now, and we're expecting some more moves here in the next week as it pertains to Denver and free agency, maybe some in-house guys. I know by that July 15th deadline, the Broncos are really trying to get Justin Simmons locked up long-term, so we'll see if they continue to make progress on those talks, as Peyton had alluded to in his press conference yesterday. But Broncos country, that'll do it for today's episode. Lockdown Broncos here in your favorite podcast provider. Just a reminder, if you love today's episode of the show, and if you want daily Broncos coverage Monday through Friday all year long, you need to hit that subscribe button on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts because we have a brand new episode for you folks. You do not want to miss out on the daily Broncos news coverage and content that you get here from a coach's point of view, a former player's point of view, and somebody who's been on the football administration side. That's what I aim to bring you guys with every single episode. With that said, be on the lookout for a Mike Boone film review here on the YouTube channel, Cody Work NFL, by this weekend. Be sure to subscribe to that channel as well. But Broncos country, I'm Cody Work, host of Lockdown Broncos. We will see you on Monday for a brand new episode of the show.